The world seems so unstable, so insecure. Everything is changing way too fast. But there are some things that are steadfast, things that never change. God and His Word. Join us as Pastor Randy Rehm shares truths from God's unchanging Word. Now Jesus is addressing what people? Those Jews who believed in Him, He's looking at them and telling them, you seek to kill me. And they're, because, why do they seek to kill Him? Because my words finds no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my Father. And you do, no, do not, you do what you have heard from your Father. Okay. Yes, I know you're Abraham, see, genetically. Uh, you seek to kill me. Because my words really aren't in you. I speak to you, these words that aren't in you, what I have seen my father speak, okay, and you do what you've heard your father speak. They answered him, wait a minute, we just said, my bad, Abraham's our father. Weren't you listening? Jesus said to them, if, oh, another one of those conditional ifs, you were Abraham's children, you would be doing. Now, in this next, these two verses here, 39 and 40, be doing, did, and did. Okay? You would be doing the works Abraham did. What is he talking about? God said, do this. Go sacrifice your boy. And what did Abraham do? He did what the Father had said. The Word of God, He obeyed. But now you seek to kill me, second time He says that, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God, this is not what Abraham did. You, you claim to be Abraham's seed. You say that you're not enslaved to an inside, and who you are, but you claim physical connection to Abraham. Well, if you're really free inside, it's not a physical connection you have. It's something else. You would be listening to what God says if you were truly free inside in Abraham's seed. You are doing, oh, there's that doing again, the works your father did. They said to him, we were not born of sexual immorality. We have one father, even God. So you're not of Abraham's seed because you'd be doing what he did. Instead, you're doing what your father did. Wait a minute. You're saying we're illegitimate here. Okay. They believe, they believe that God is their father in that spiritual sense. Jesus, no way. Hey, you got a different father. Well, wait a minute. God's the father of us all. Only in one sense that he created mankind, that he rules the universe. But not everybody is God their father in the sense of the one they listen to. Another if statement. Jesus says, verse 42, if God would your father, 
listen, you would love me. Now wait, stop, wait a minute. You were talking about abiding in and listening to what God said through you, Jesus. What you'd seen the Father and, and what you heard from God. Now you bring up this love me thing? For I came from God and am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? Because you cannot bear to hear my word. So first of all, Jesus makes a link between the love of him and the Father with what he and the Father say. You would love me if you were in the word, if the word was in you, if you could receive the word. And he says here, though, but you can't. He didn't say you wouldn't. Okay? You cannot understand what I say because you cannot bear to hear my word. You don't want to hear what I got to say. What was that, you know, the famous one? I want the truth. And the guy on the stand says, you can't stand the truth or take the truth. I don't remember how it goes. Okay, I've just heard the quote. I've never seen the movie, but I've, I've heard that. You can't handle the truth. You don't want to know the truth. You don't want to know this. If you don't believe that I am, you will die in your sin. No, I'm basically a good person. Why would I die in my sin and go to hell? I'm a good guy. Don't tell me that. At least that's my truth. Listen to what he goes. Now, I mean, he, okay, I, I've held back enough. Uh, General, let me get specific, Jesus. I don't know how else. He goes right for the throat. You are of your father, the devil. Wait a minute. I thought these were people that believed. Well, so we'll have to talk about what did it mean by that? What kind of belief then is they're talking about? You of your father, the devil. And your will is to do your father's desires. Uh, your slave to sin. That's their father's desire. So who they're a slave to? Yeah, the devil. Listen to what he says about their father, the devil. Could you imagine right now if you stood in Congress? You stand in the public marketplace. Stand in the workplace. And say, hey, your father's the devil, and you do his bidding. Would they want to kill you? He, you do his bidding, and here's what he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has nothing to do with truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, or out of his own character, an intrinsic thing within him, he is a liar and the father of lies. So he refers here to the beginning. What's our first introduction to the devil, to Satan, to Lucifer in the Bible? Two things. He lies and he murders. Murders. He gets the guy to kill his own brother. Okay? I'm going to get in trouble. When you say, and I listen to Reverend Al Sharpton say, that God's for abortion, 
He is listening to his father, the father of lies, who was a murderer from the beginning. Because he said, well, because God's all about choice. Free will. Man's independent. So therefore, this, this whole abortion thing is really about God wanting you to have free choice. I, I could just see that, you know, the little cartoon with the little devil sitting on his shoulder. Okay? He was a murderer from the beginning. And I'm going to say, those who are protesting and marching and say they want the choice to kill the unborn, they are listening to their father, who was a murderer from the beginning. I will send you the emails. He's a liar from the beginning. Did God really say? Now, I want you to think about why did Jesus throw this in here? Because he's saying it's his words that's truth. It's his word where the true disciple abides. That's the truth that will set you free. And the first thing Satan wants to tell you is what he says isn't true. He wants to get you to doubt what he says. Well, that depends on how you interpret it. Well, then learn how to interpret properly. He has nothing to do with... There's nothing out of Satan's mouth that can come that is true. So if there's a voice telling you, and you're the sex you were born to, male or female, and you got a voice telling you that's not what you are, that's the father of lies. He can't speak the truth. He's telling you nothing else. You need to run to the word of Christ and to Christ, and he'll deliver you from that liar. There's no truth in him. It's in his own very character to do it. He's, he's the one that begins to do it. He got Eve to say this. Wait a minute. You can be the arbiter of what truth is. Let me put it another way. Hey, Eve, um, truth is what you think it is. Truth is what you think. I know, I know he said if you eat that, you'll die. But really, you know, if you eat it, you really won't die. You get to decide what truth is. Very first lie is you're the arbiter of what truth is. You're the arbiter of right and wrong. Well, that's wrong for you, and this is right for me. I'm sorry, you're not the arbiter. That's a lie from the devil. He did it in the beginning, and it just led to murder. But because, because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Did you catch that? Why don't they believe? Because he's telling the truth. But that's not my truth, so I don't believe. My truth is what my father's telling me. Okay? Here's the truth he told them. If you don't believe that I am, you will die in your sins. He ends the chapter with the I am. So don't think I'm just tying it together arbitrarily. Okay? And then he goes, which one of you convicts me of sin? He's telling them that their father's the devil. You're the sinner. You're going to charge me with that? I tell you the truth. Why don't you believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you don't hear them is that you are not of God. Now, notice it doesn't say the opposite. You are not of God because you don't hear them. It doesn't say that. It says you're, you lack the ability. You don't because you're not God's to start with. 
I know that's going to mess with people, but you've got to flop Jesus' words around to say something different. Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason you don't hear him is you're not of God. You're of that other guy who's telling you something else that you believe. Okay? And the Jews answered him, Are we not right when we were saying, you're a Samaritan and you have a demon? Notice the response. He says, your father's the devil. They turn on us. No, I think he's your father. In a sense. No, no, no. I know you think it's the satanic influence on us, but we're going to flop it around and say it's the satanic off on you. Boy, is, that isn't a method of in today's world. Okay. The crowd said something similar, by the way, in chapter 7, verse 20. And Jesus answered it, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father. You dishonor me, therefore you dishonor the Father. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he's the judge. Imagine looking at God and telling him he has a demon. <laughs> Man, you just you dishonor me and the Father, and he's going to judge you for that one. Okay? Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. A true disciple of Christ, a son, will never see death. And the Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. <laughs> Abraham died, and so did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone believes my word, your words, Jesus, they'll never taste death. Are you greater than Abraham, because Abraham died? Are you greater than the prophets, who died? Who do you make yourself to be, to be, to be. Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom I say, He is our God. But you have not known Him. He has said this several times previously. I know him. If I were to say to you, I don't know him, I would be a liar like you. I'm sure that went over well. But I do know him, and I keep his word. If Jesus is the one you're following, and he keeps the word, what would you do? Your father Abraham, genetically, rejoiced that he would see my day. He looked forward in time to Jesus Christ. He saw it and was glad. So when Abraham was justified by faith, faith in Jesus Christ, okay? So the Jews said to him, wait a minute, you're not even 50 years old. 
How can you say you've seen Abraham or Abraham's seen you? And Jesus said, truly, truly. Before Abraham was, I am. Later when Jesus says this, by the way, they come to arrest him. And he says, I am. It knocks the guys over. Now watch. And they still arrest him. That's like taking your bullets at Superman. They bounce off. and So you go up and try to hit him with a stick. When Jesus says, I am, he's carrying a whole lot of authority with that because he is the I am. Here is their response to his claim. Oh, Jesus never claimed to be God. You want to bet? They picked up stones to throw at him. And Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. How did he hide himself? I'm not sure. Did he just like go invisible? Did he blind their eyes and he wasn't invisible? I, I don't know. But remember, this whole thing started when he was going to Jerusalem because it wasn't yet his time. I, I, know, I know you think, I, I know you guys think you're listening to God and you got God's timing down on this. No, uh, got another six months, then you get to kill me. Okay? Let me give a little application if I may. Do you believe what Jesus said is true? Do you believe when Jesus says, I am God in flesh, that's how the book of John started, the gospel of John. Do you believe what Jesus said when he says in chapters to come in chapter 14, verse 6, that he is the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father, that is God, but through Him. Well, that's your truth. I believe there's multiple ways of God. Then you don't believe what Jesus said. Then your Father's the devil, not God the Father. You're believing His lie. that you get to determine what truth is. Second point. Are you an authentic Christian or a nominal one? In name only. Well, I believe so did these people. And under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, John wrote that they believed in him. About that long. Till they confronted. They were confronted with who Christ is. So let me suggest there's some nominal Christians in this way. First, I just call them supposed Christians. They're simply presumed to be Christians, often by association. They grew up in church. They go to church. They dress like church people. Smells like church people. So therefore, they're Christian. Name only. Okay? Professed. That is, they've made a verbal assertion of being a Christian without inner transformation. Yeah, we, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. You sure do. Well, I, I know, but I, I believe you know the Buddhists are going too, and I believe the Mormons are going too, and yeah. But I'm a believer. I, I believe it because I, I said so. Too many people put their faith in what they said at a particular date when they came down to an altar. They don't put their faith in the transforming work of God through the Holy Spirit in their life. They came down and they professed something, walked away completely unchanged. How do I know? For one, they don't abide in the Word. 
Another way you could be nominal Christian is mental assent. That, that you agreed to the facts of Christianity without inner transformation. Yeah, I, I think those are true facts. Sorry, that's not inner transformation. That's just acknowledgement of facts. Okay, and you've heard me use this before. Do you believe parachutes work? Yes. Then let me put one on your back and jump out of an airplane. At first, it's, it's just facts until you put me on the plane. And then, then I would call those who are nominal in the sense that they're pseudo-Christians. They're not what they appear. In every way they act like they got the language down, man. They can sing the songs without reading the words up on the screen. They can quote verses to you, just like the devil did to Jesus. All right? It's just an outward appearance thing. And to be honest, if they laid down in bed at night, they knew it. Or they know it. And I think that's sort of along the line, the, the, the mental ascent folks. Christians is sort of like those that are th- theoretical Christians. Are you a Christian? Yeah, yeah, I'm Catholic. When's the last time you went Mass? Uh, 1972. Theoretically, you're, you're a Christian if you call class. Yeah, I'm Baptist. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. I, I've been to the Christian church. When? 85. Okay? It's that theoretical without really experienced practice or transformation. Because I'm an American or something. Theoretically, I, I must be a Christian. I'm going to be honest. Most people I, I talk to, that's where they are. They, they really don't know what it means. That's most of them. Are you a nominal one, name only? Or are you authentic? One of the evidence, the intrinsic characteristics of authentic Christians is they abide in the word of Christ. They live in it. They dwell in it. One of the inherent characteristics is that. And so when I would say this, for a true disciple, being in God's word is an inner drive. It's a need. It's an obsession. I abide in it. If I get out of that, I'm not home. I, I'm not in a place where I'm comfortable. I, I, something's not right if I'm not in it. And Jesus said, if you're a disciple, you abide in it. You live and breathe there. Okay? Those of you who have been married a long time, right? Kimberly was out of town you know, for 10 days with the kids. Dude. My dwelling wasn't the right place. I mean, it's a house. It's a building. But it, it wasn't home. It wasn't the, my dwelling place without them there. It's just, it, take them out of it, and I, 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 I start getting uncomfortable and, and everything else. If I don't get to be in the Word of God, something's wrong. Something. Did I leave my pants? Come on, you all had that dream. You get up in front of everybody and you left your pants. You know, you're in school, it's your locker, and you can't get it open, and you're in your underwear. Something's not right. Okay? It, 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 it. Being dependent on Christ means also to have absolute dependence on His Word. If you can make decisions without His Word... You need to do a little more biting. 
God's word is an indispensable part of the authentic Christian life. That's why from the beginning, the father of lies got Eve to question the word of God. And everything crumbled after that. All humanity was forever altered because she didn't put her faith in the word of God. Of God, She listened to the devil instead and believed what he said, that no, you get to decide. As Christians, as authentic Christians, okay, we, we should abide in, dwell in, remain in the Word of Christ. It's a default action. Okay? I can't, I can't think of you and not think of Word. God's Word. When you get together, what do you talk about? This happened. Well, you know, because the Bible says. You know, this way, because... You know what I'm saying? So, so you dwell in it. How you see the face of your spouse, how you view your relationship, how you spend your money, how you spend your time, what to do for entertainment, all those things, you dwell in the Word of Christ. Maybe you say, well, uh, I've been on vacation from the dwelling for a while. Then get back to it. Okay? Life, life does do that. It hands you a lot of things and you time's run out and you're just a week just went by and I didn't get that time in the Word. Okay? If you're an abider, you feel it. You know it that you didn't get that Word. Okay? Let's stand. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, Father God, we thank You that You are the great I Am. that you sent your Son, God in human form, to walk among us, to there to example and declare to us your truth, not, not just in words, but in life as a person. God, so many things in our world today will try to convince us there's some other truth besides your word. It comes at us from all sides. I ask, O oh God, protect us from that liar, that murderer of the devil. Call us to your word, to continue word or back to your word. There we will find true freedom as we follow you. We ask this, O oh God, not so we can have a better life, but we ask it that you would be glorified in our life. For to you belongs all the glory. Amen. This is Stephen Wilson, and we want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope you were blessed by today's message. Truths from God's Unchanging Word is an outreach ministry of Kindred Bible Church in Caldwell, Idaho. If you would like to listen to other messages by Pastor Randy or learn more about Kindred Bible Church, visit kindredbible.org. Our prayer for you is that you grow closer to Christ as we study the truths from God's Unchanging Word.